Hello, you're listening to the Manic Podcast. My name's Liam, and this is our Christmas episode. Now, sitting opposite me, through the powers of the internet, when he jingles, he always, without fails, jingles all the way. It's the lovely Tobias. <laughs> you know, I don't stop halfway through my jingle. That's not how you do it. You you always complete the jingle, <laughs> because otherwise you're not jingling all the way. That now, I was going to say in my intro that, you know... Uh, if you can hear those bells, that either means it's Christmas or you can hear the voices as well. <laughs> uh, it is Christmas, though. It snuck up on us in and this you know year what? of COVID. It's, it's not like EastEnders where when they say it's Christmas, it's actually August. It's actually almost Christmas here. We are recording this in December. Uh, so Christmas. Ne- next week is Christmas. And I mean, I know it's Christmas because my cat has already chewed through the wire for my Christmas tree. <laughs> So well, that's how you that's the sign of Christmas for you, is it? Yeah, yeah, because it's just dismay, dismay. Maybe everywhere. this is why I'm not feeling overtly Christmassy. I haven't got an animal eating I, my Christmas tree. I mentioned them before, but in your background, the way you sit, you've got several cardboard cutouts. Like at the moment, do, you've got yes. Tuvok and Worf from Star Trek, yes. and you've got Amy Pond. I think you should just drape fairy lights and tinsel around them. I they should be your Christmas tree. Fairy lights would end up being dangerous. I could just see something yeah. going wrong. But I have, I have considered tinsel and a Christmas hat. Same story about a Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I mean, technically, you could call two of Christmas tea. Although technically, you're the Christmas tea. I am the Christmas tea. I'm full of the Christmas tea. Uh, uh... Be joyous, fool. <laughs> Not Mr. T. So, as it is our Christmas episode, we will be doing some Christmassy segments in this episode. Yes, yeah, we'll be we'll be coming around to your house, singing Christmas carols, and throwing snowballs at you, eating your food and drinking your alcohol. Uh, that is yes. what Santa does. Yes, he please is... don't leave out a carrot for the reindeer. Yeah. We haven't got one. <laughs> they 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 really don't like carrots, actually. Oh. And they're not. They? Nah, they're not a fan. I don't know. If, I think. I thought, uh, for a second, I was like, are you being practical? Are you talking about actual practical tips? <laughs> Life facts with Liam. He's got yeah. kids, so he's, he's definitely the one to listen to. Actually, this is because obviously I live on my own. I say obviously, in case you didn't know that, listeners, I live on my own. But you, like... He's saying he had the three giant cardboard cutouts in his background weren't enough. Shut up! <laughs> hey, I'd have them. I, I'd, I'd happily get a load of... I'd probably use them to block off the... Because I'm under the stairs. That's I've got, like, the... Yes, Harry Potter, stairs. you are. <laughs> I'd use, like, the cardboard cutouts to block off the entrance, and it'd just be my area. That's good. Now, I was going to ask you a question, and then you insulted me, so maybe I think this is now no longer a Christmas special. Uh, I was going to ask you, do you... Because you've got two young children. Yes. Do you leave out things for Santa and the reindeer? I don't. Okay. Do, do someone like, in your house? <laughs> I eat the things that get left out. That's not. Mm. <laughs> I hope your children don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> someone has to has to eat them. What gets left out? What do you choose to leave out? Generally, leave a mince pie, yeah. a carrot, normally a small glass of milk. Oh, milk. Oh, he's he's driving, isn't he? And I feel like people are being really irresponsible by giving him, like, sherry or port. Ah, uh, we used to leave out sherry. Uh, the problem is, in 2020, we're all quite judgy, so I feel like we shouldn't be giving a man who spends all night driving alcohol. It's just... Give it to the reindeer. I would argue that he does very little. It's, it is the reindeer who actually navigates so, the whole thing. It, the fat man is a house every, every Christmas. And just picture that, but he's also hammered. <laughs> He'd eat more than what you leave out. 
<laughs> you'd be woken up by the fridge being flung open and you'd hear swearing it'd be like your dad's just come home from the pub that's what it would sound like <laughs> and i think for many people that is exactly what it sounds like <laughs> when it's not covid we normally go out for drinks on christmas eve yeah it's probably not far off of it yeah <laughs> Now, obviously, our normal segments will also be here. We haven't like substituted them for Christmas, so we're not. I know Scrooges is that the right phrase? Maybe. Um, I don't know. We just don't have enough foresight to have included something that was Christmas related. I think. No, no, but we we've got a couple of Christmas segments. Um, but we're also going to throughout this episode discuss TV Christmas specials. Yeah. So that's like not running TV shows that do a Christmas episode, whether that's a single one-off or a yearly episode. I was thinking about this. Now, obviously, because that was what the theme is. So it, it was a good job that I was thinking about it. <laughs> I've come um, into this and thought not at all. <laughs> this is a geeky podcast. Yeah. But I'm the one who suggested that we did the TV Christmas specials. The problem is that all of the Christmas specials that came to mind were not from geeky shows. They were mostly comedies. I found that it's a lot of the classic sitcoms and a lot of the old stuff that would now be in the UK on the channel Gold. Yeah. <laughs> All of those kind of old 90s, 80s comedies. Um, I mean, the first couple I'm going to note, because I'm sure you've noted them, is obviously The Simpsons always do their Christmas specials. Simpsons always do one. I mean, like the, the first one was literally where they get Santa's little help of the dog. Yeah. You know, very, very much a classic. Yeah. Uh, but also, for me, uh, would I class it as one of my favourite episodes of Friends? But um, the whole Ross dressed up as an armadillo. Yeah, it's definitely one of the most iconic well, moments from Friends. I can tell you, I, I sat and looked for a load of lists of like the top Christmas episodes to see if there was any obvious ones I was missing. Yeah. And that was in the top ten of most of the lists. It's very, it's iconic, it's iconic image. Isn't it? Him as the armadillo, Chandler as uh, Santa. Yeah. You know, uh, and look what happened. Ben grew up to be Jughead. So it all went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what's weird? The two consistently highest ranking entries on like these lists. I looked at a couple of the top 100, top 20, top 50, a load of various. Now, the first one that I found, which was number one, was the Christmas episode from season one of Frasier. I saw that in the list. I did but see that in the list. Yeah. I'm currently watching through all of Frasier with Amanda, and we're on we're on season midway through season five because I got it for Christmas last year. I asked for it because okay. I like all the sitcoms. Um, I don't remember that Christmas episode, but I remember the synopsis. It's basically he realizes it's the first time he's not spending it with his son, and okay. has to kind of that. Um, I don't remember it being over, overly funny or memorable compared to some of the more famous Christmas episodes that that, that exist. Um, yeah. But the one that was consistently within the top two or three of every single list was the Mary Tyler Moore show. I see. I don't know it. So neither do I. It's obviously a big thing. I know America takes Christmas and like Halloween and all their holidays to a much like bigger showy level than we do. Yeah. So it makes sense. But there was a lot of stuff like the Dick Van Dyke show was on there. All the big like variety shows were on there. I mean... Obviously, at this point, we're not really talking about the geeky stuff that we would normally talk about. No, no, no. I think we'll save the... Maybe we'll do the geekiest things after a segment. Yeah, yeah. So now we're going to deal with, actually, what is notably known for Christmassy things. Because there is, like, Family Guy. Um, also, Futurama. Cartoon... I've not seen the Christmas Futurama. 
Now, see, I have. I watched when it first came out. I watched the first because I don't actually know how many seasons there are of Futurama. But no, I don't. Know. I've definitely watched the first like ten seasons when it came out. Okay, so I have seen all the classics and the one that they, which is just like Futurama takes Christmas or something like this. It's like the night before Christmas, basically. It's what they do. Um, but I, I get it. I mean, all the big animations, they do it. it yeah, it makes sense it's because, easy to do in an animation as well. Yeah. Generally, if you're, at, if you're making a cartoon show, you're going to do Christmas, you're going to do Valentine's, you're going to do Halloween, really. If you're in America, you'll probably do Thanksgiving. That's it. Right. I'm going to talk about... Well, I'm not going to talk about it as a whole. One of the shows that was listed for having Christmas episodes was yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Uh, but I thought about something whilst... When, it, when I read How I Met Your Mother... Now, I can't tell you what the plot of that the Christmas episodes were. Um... But since I've watched it, I do know, and I just kind of—it's not the only show to have done this. The very last season, uh, minus the last episode of How I Met Your Mother, is all based in one day. Yeah. What if a series decided to base their entire season on a Christmas on Christmas Day? We recently reviewed um, Christmas with the Coopers, and that was lots of different. Uh, plot lines of a family all coming together for Christmas Day. So yeah. it actually, it would be really easy to do to set a whole season around Christmas Day. The only weird thing is it would be going for weeks. The only thing they could do with though is they could, they could be clever and if they knew the time period they'd be showing, yeah, they could try and say, well, we'll do a Christmassy show and we'll start it in like November, mid-November. Because mm. like obviously in America, once Thanksgiving is done, it's Christmas. Well, actually, that that's something. Whilst yes, the American shows do deal with Christmas, Thanksgiving is such a bigger deal, especially on TV. Oh yeah, m- massively. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, Gavin and Stacey. I mean, I don't know if you listeners in America, and actually, I don't know how big Gavin and Stacey is outside of the UK. To be honest, I think it has got itself a bit of a following internationally. Because obviously James Corden's international now, so yeah, massively, yeah. But um, I think it has got a, a following, definitely. The the Christmas special of Gavin Stacey is quite held in high regard. Well, you got to look at last year. The comeback episode was the yes. most watched episode all year. Yes, and that's an achievement. Yes, I've seen alternative things. Some saying that they are doing new ones, and some saying they're not doing new ones. So I don't know where we're sitting on that one. I've seen that they are doing more. Yeah. Do you remember a Christmas special of the Inbetweeners? Because it came up and I don't remember one. No, I don't. I don't remember it. And I saw that as well. Yeah. And I right. was thinking, I don't remember this. Um, there's a lot of the old shows, like the really old stuff, like Bewitched was on there and all that yes, stuff. Yes, I, I know. I dreamed of Genie. All the stuff that, around that kind of area were on. Yeah. Um, and then you've got like, your more British classics, like the Vicar of Dibley episode was on there with the the four Christmas dinners where she eats a four <clears> Christmas <throat> dinner at every member of the village's house because okay. she didn't want to be rude and turn it down. And it's the whole thing of forcing Brussels sprouts into her mouth. <laughs> that is like, that's iconic in British television. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that was one of the first ones that I thought of, to be honest, when I, but again, it's not a geeky show. No, no. And 
I we actually we could make most of this podcast about non geeky shows easily. <clears throat> yeah, easily. but we we will get to geek. But I think we should do. I, a, I will. Yeah, I, I will say that I've written I've written a list of like eight or nine things in front of me. Obviously, there's loads more that I can talk about, but these are kind of the, the ones to note. And there's only there's two items on it that aren't massively geeky. The, the first one is Vicar Dibley, and the second one is Glee. Okay, because Glee lent into Christmas. Because obviously they're a musical show, so they burst into song six times an episode at least, generally. Yeah. And whenever they did Christmas, they normally went all out. So they do a, a Christmas special episode where it'll be Christmas music and there'll be Christmas everywhere. Uh, there was a couple of seasons where they did it like a television Christmas show where it looks like a studio. Um, as in that was part of the story. Um, and that was one of the Christmas that I remember because I always remember them singing You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, to... Uh, Jane Lynch's Sue Sylvester, right? And it's just it's... oh, actually, doesn't she dress up as the Grinch? She does. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, that's the one I always remember. <laughs> and then the other one is um, Blaine, who is um, what's his Darren name? Chris. Yeah, Darren Chris. He kind of hosts a Michael Bublé esque um, like evening with in oh. their universe and. That's kind of the Christmas shows that I remember. But those are the two like non-geeky ones that I've written down because they were the ones that really sprung to mind. Okay. Um, did you want to get a nice segment out of the way then? A non-Christmassy one, maybe? Oh, yeah. Definitely a non-Christmassy segment. I think we should leave the Christmas segment until later. Hey, Tobias, I think you should give that hat a shake. Okay. Uh, uh, here. I, I know, but it's time for... Character Battle. <laughs> Not, Not Christmas, Christmas edition. edition. <laughs> no, you don't want to have a fight. Don't want to have a fight. No. Although right, every so family probably disagrees that that's a thing they do yeah. anyway. Uh, I'm rustling, rustling. There's not many bits of paper. We're nearly, nearly towards the end of the heat. But right, I'm picking one out now. This is yours. This is my one. This is yours. I like it. Oh, Ooh, okay. Agent Smith from the Matrix. Oh. Yes, I like it. Okay. I like it. And he's going to be fighting, probably with some bullet time-esque fighting skills. I think it's more accurate to say about a thousand of him will be fighting. I forgot I put this one in. Doctor of Botnix, a.k.a. Eggman from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> right, I'm going to call it right now that Smith will win because everything that Doctor Robotnik does involves machines and... Agent Smith is literally a virus inside a machine. He's a manifestation of one, yeah. So, it, it, I mean, if they're in a position that they're facing off against each other one-on-one... -on -one, that is supposed to be the thing, yeah. Then that means that Robotnik has to be within the Matrix. Yeah, Dr. Robotnik, even if he had one of his contraptions, like he was in a big machine, he could fire at Agent Smith, but Agent Smith understands he can do the bullet time, he can bend out the yeah. way. Yeah, and I mean, the problem with Doctor Robotnik is he can't he can't kill a hedgehog. That is true. Doctor Robotnik is a little bit rubbish. He, I mean, he is. <laughs> he's also, he is also a really famous villain. I know that's why I put him in. I yeah, knew no, I mean, I am a Doctor Robotnik fan. I haven't seen Jim Carrey's version of him yet. Oh, no, I haven't. Um, I do keep meaning to, but on Amazon, it's the one that they never added to make it rentable. It's only to buy, and I'm like, I'm not committing to this. Yeah, I remember the teeth. <laughs> I'm just saying I yeah. remember what was offered <laughs> Yeah, now to be honest I'd like to see the film I'm actually, Sonic was one of the first Games uh, I, mean, I played I think But um, uh, 
made a point of watching Doolittle when it came out, and that was around the same time that I was like, okay, I could rent either Doolittle or Sonic, and then Sonic wasn't rentable. Ah, uh, boo. Boo! Uh, right, so I don't think this is going to be that much. No, of... but, uh, the problem is, like, physical strength-wise, <clears throat> that in the real world, of course it's Robotnik, because thingy doesn't exist in the real world. That's technically not true. No? Have you seen all trilogy? I have, but I'm not going to lie to you, I don't remember much of anything a- beyond... Agent Smith, within the Matrix, manages to get into the body of someone else. Right, okay. Uh, do you remember Neo being blind at any point? No. Okay, well, Agent Smith in someone else's body does that. To watch all of the Matrix. Probably, because there's a new film coming, so it would be a good time to. Oh, things like, yeah, I'll, be, I'll yeah. catch myself up. I would say, yeah, it's pretty, I think it's going to be an Agent Smith. So do I. Dr. Robotnik's is being screwed up and thrown into the, to the bin. Yeah. And that concludes this week's Character Battle. Not That's Christmas edition. No. Right. <laughs> Back to the Christmas specials. Um, right. Well, I'm going to go straight in for something that is a bit of a talking point, And it might be a talking point again this year because I don't know when it's coming out. But sitting down. On Christmas Day, I'm only allowed to watch one thing because I, I spend it with my parents. Oh, uh, I'm only allowed to dominate the TV for one thing. And that is the always disappointing Doctor Who Christmas special. <laughs> Which is a New Year's episode this year. It is New Year's, yeah. You see, that's the thing, right? Stephen Moffat made such a point because uh, BC wanted to change it. And he went, no, it's a tradition. We have Doctor Who on Christmas Day. And he stuck it. He made a Christmas episode. It was literally it had Father Christmas in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think was Nick Frost. It was Nick Frost. Yeah. Yeah. So he did the wrong quite well, actually. Uh, yeah, he did. And then Chris Chibnall came over and they made New Year's specials. So, and, um, on the on the like the principle of it, it's annoying because obviously they'd made such an effort to keep it on Christmas before. Yeah. But on an actual like physically watching it, I'm all for it not being Christmas Day. Just because actually Christmas Day evening is always the time we normally sit and play games. Yeah. And like we, we we play board games pretty much. We you eat your lunch, your Christmas dinner, you eat your Christmas dinner, and then you give yourself a couple of hours to just kind of fester and stew in it. <laughs> and then once you've basically recovered from that, when you decide, you know what, I'm gonna eat again. That's around the kind of time we, we get all the board games out and we sit and play stuff all evening, pretty much. Um, but I, I do like Doctor Who, so I would try and make the effort to go like, sit upstairs in another room and watch it. Yeah. Um, so, But it does break up the kind of the level of Christmas Day. We don't generally, I don't generally, I'm not a telly watcher Christmas Day, really. Um, the most TV I watched on Christmas Day was the year I was very, very ill. Mm. And I, I was on the sofa. I, I couldn't get up from the sofa because I was so ill. I, my head, it, I just couldn't move. I mean, and, I vaguely remember. I think. Yeah, I was out of it. But I basically, I, I was. Uh, that was the one year I had rule of the TV because you couldn't do anything else. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's where I was introduced to uh, how to train your dragon. Oh, okay. Uh, I basically watched a load of movies. Yeah. Uh, that was actually for, uh, take out the thing that. It was horrendous illness. That's quite a good day to be fair. That's your kind of heaven, really, is it? Just sitting yeah. able to just watch a load of films. But normally, on a Christmas day, 
because my family don't do Christmas the normal way, because most people have their big Christmas dinner like midday or like early afternoon or something. We don't. We just have a lunch and then we have a Christmas dinner dinner time, if you like. Yeah, we have ours one to two-ish. Yeah. But what we got into to allow me, my Doctor Who, we to have Christmas dinner after I've watched Doctor Who. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. It's all like six, seven o'clock sometimes. Yeah. But oh, my parents, well, growing up, my parents always said dinner's at six. It was never at six and it ended up getting later and later. My parents tend to eat around eight. They see this opens up an argument between okay. me and Matt lately. Oh, um, because we have we have this thing of like, if I pick the girls up from school, they finish school like three, three fifteen. Yep. We get home and my natural instinct is to come in, turn the oven on for tea. OK, which means the people generally eat their tea. Uh, the kids do. Uh, and if we eat the same thing, the kids eat between four and half four because obviously like the youngest goes to bed at like six or six. Yep. And my mind is like, well, why would I cook the food later? And then it's like eat your food, then go straight to bed. Yep. Surely it's like come home. Eat your food, and you've got a couple of hours to relax after school. Um, and so I've always known, I was risen always eating food around four or five after school. But Amanda's like, no, you, you eat your evening meal at like seven o'clock at the night, seven, seven, eight at night. And I was like, I don't agree with you. And since then, I have proven it wrong because I asked like 40 different people. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 well, first of all, I rung my mum. I was like, on Facebook, I was like, mother. Am I being crazy? Or have you have you just made me lose this argument because you're weird? And she's like, no, that is what we did. Then I spoke to Amanda's best friend. Then I spoke to Amanda's mum. And Amanda's like, um, that was the thing. Amanda's mum came around for, for something. And we brought this conversation up. Because Amanda's like, mum, Liam eats his dinner at four. And she's like, yes, I did you. Okay. And Amanda's like, what? No, we didn't. We always ate it. And like, she's like, no, no. Your, your, your dad like to eat later so we did but you know if he wasn't around we always ate us at four and i was like haha you are wrong no we always <laughs> ate I, to be fair actually when i was a teenager we probably did eat about six because i remember that's i was eating when sliders was on and sliders was always on about six o'clock or quarter to seven yeah that makes sense uh so we did always eat around there but then i that i was a teenager so i was already going to bed late to be honest, what you do for your young children makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I, if it was just me, I would probably actually end up eating after the kids go to bed. Most mm -hmm. nights I do. If, if I'm not having, if I'm not cooking a meal that we are all eating. Yeah. It's like the kids eat and then we eat later. But that's not something I did as a, when I was younger. That's just something I do now because it's like, I want to eat in peace. I want yeah. to eat, I can relax. But actually, thinking about it, I think it might be the young children who have a school time. Yeah, you it do. makes sense. Because I know when my parents look after my godchildren, they eat probably around four. Yeah. Well, the way I look at it is you've been at school all day and you are basically running out of fuel. Yeah. So come home, re-engage, especially if you then want to try and go out. I know it's getting dark now, you can't do that. But yeah. um, But it's like... It just made sense to it, especially when you go to bed earlier. But getting back to Christmas, yes. which this episode's based on, there is that normal thing of you have a big Christmas dinner midday-ish. And then what we always used to, but then in the evening, you'd have like, if you were going to have like your cheese and your fishes and your kind of lighter stuff. Because yeah. yes, you play board game stuff. But at some point, my parents changed it. And I don't know when they changed it. And we have all the cheese and fish and stuff, and we get full on it lunchtime, yes, and then yes. don't want Christmas that is, dinner. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't think I'd be alone on this one. Thinking that's that's a weird way to do that. It is, but also we have a bit of a. And this is probably my thought initially. We don't have a Christmas dinner how you'd normally have a Christmas dinner because we all eat different things. Mm. I, I don't eat turkey. Um, I end up. I normally either have a duck to myself. Nice. Or I'll like have I'll have seafood or something because I mean that's I, the weird one for me for seafood is no that that came in I think it was a change because I was having duck every year yeah uh, and then I think my parents just went why don't we try something else <laughs> and you like but my duck yeah but things I had things like lobster and stuff I literally I had it was it was a good it was a fancier dinner than I have the rest of the year oh yeah but I've got my thing because I. I'm sorry, adults out there. I, I'm 40 and I just don't like vegetables. It's a thing, all right? <laughs> hey, don't be ashamed. So, it's fine. So actually, I tend to have pasta instead and all this kind of stuff. But so you look at my Christmas dinner plate. It looks a weird mishmash of stuff that Pasta's everyone else goes. That's odd. It is odd. Pasta's but very, we have a, a classic Christmas dinner. The only thing that is weird in the sense of what we have on it, and it's not weird, it's just that we have our turkey. We have a turkey, a big turkey for everyone. But right. we also have a whole cooked ham and a beef. So we, you have yeah. turkey, but then you've also got your other meats with it as well. Yeah. Oh, and they're already, they're already cut and sliced up. Mums, they've, basically, they're, they're not cooked on the day. They're cooked the day before, but the, the turkey is always cooked on the day. For me, and it might just be, actually, it's not just how my family cook it. <laughs> But I just find turkey one of the most dullest and driest oh, of meats. I fully agree with you. I think <laughs> turkey is so dull. But I also have learnt when I was chefing that it is fully the way it's cooked. Because I thought that. I was yeah. like, if I was to choose one to not have to eat again, it would probably be turkey or maybe... I think it gets picked because it's big. That's I think yeah, it, it can feed a family. They're bigger so you can feed a family. That's, yeah. yeah. And actually, once upon a time, they were not super expensive. Yeah. But... um. I was going to say. But no, we, we'd have the three meats um, and then you just kind of pick it all. Actually, I'll tell you what, um, whilst I tend to have, like, as I said, the duck, um, I think, I don't even know if any of them have turkey now because from some place you can get like a three meat one, so you've got a bird within a bird within a bird. Oh, it's a duck and... Yeah, know. actually, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's a turkey with a, it's a turkey, it's a duck within a chicken within a du uh, turkey. Well, that's, that's something that my parents will have. Mm, that's fair. I've never had to duck and but I can't eat duck, so it'd be pointless. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, basically a clever way of killing me off. <laughs> not that clever, because I'll What's announce it. What's this mum? Don't worry. Why's my throat swelling? Don't worry. Happy Christmas! Merry Christmas! We're going to A&E. <laughs> well, I spent, the, I spent the last day of my 30s, of my 30th year in Blooming Hospital blind, didn't I? So, you, you know, why not do something similar for Christmas? <laughs> it, it's 2020, anything goes in 2020. 2020 maybe this yeah. is the year for you to try duck again. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it is. I mean, they, they've said, they say you can grow out of things you're allergic to. Yeah. You're, cause you're, you're, and they have said that there's a chance one day I could eat it again. You know what? I love the idea of, I love the smell of it, and I do like the taste. Film it for a TikTok and leave a little note for your family. If I die, upload it. <laughs> and, it's, it's probably not a well-known fact that I don't like filming videos in front of family. So I was going to say, yeah, because I'd be alone for that. But I would because I don't like filming in front of people. <laughs> but I would probably have to have at least a mandate in the house as a backup. Yeah. But you're saying that, it's probably not a bad idea because I haven't had, I haven't consciously chosen to eat duck for so long that it would probably be an absolute joyous video. Do you know the closest I got was when I was chefing 
one of the other chefs who is the the brother of Ben. Who, yeah, who, yeah. yeah. His his brother made a load of um what they called meringues and came through and went, Oh, I've made this meringue, try it. And I ate it and I was like, Oh, that's great. Well, you went, made it with uh, duck egg or something. Uh, what's that? What's that? Why why I've tried the meringues we make, mate. He went, oh, I made it with duck egg. And honestly, <laughs> before he finished the word egg, he he was he went, I made it with duck egg. Oh. <laughs> so I know I can eat duck egg. I can eat duck egg. So pre-bird pre so pre duck. <laughs> either means, because it's not formed into a natural duck yet, I can eat it. Or it means that my allergy has outgrown me or yeah. other Maybe you should try opening your world up to the ducks. I, I just probably won't do it on Christmas. <laughs> Maybe not. Unboxing day! <laughs> What's your favourite Christmas episode? Um, okay, I'm actually going to say uh, it's between one and two. One of one of two. Uh, either actually the one with um, Father Christmas. Because it, what is the it felt in proper Christmas What's the, the villain in that one? Can't remember. Can't remember. Can't. Can I? Uh, but there was, I think, either I can't even remember which doctor it was. Was it Peter Capaldi? That depends on what the question is. Who was in that one with uh, Father Christmas? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other one would be they. Did it have a bundle snowman in it? Uh, I think it was Jenna Coleman's first there Christmas is, special. Yeah, the snowman episode. Yes, because you hadn't really properly. It was the last season with Karen Gillan and Arthur Darville. They'd left. And mm. I think it was the first episode with Jenna Coleman properly as the yeah. the, the is, new companion, is really. So the same one as it's basically... What is it? It's, it's like a famous Christmas story. Like Christmas Carol type thing. Yeah. Because there's Maybe, one based around that. And she's in it because it's the whole... There's a ladder in the middle of a park leading up to the TARDIS that's flying. I think and... that might be the one, because I think that yeah. might be our first that's, one. That's one of my favourite ones. But before we got... Because I do think Stephen Moffat made a conscious effort to try to make them more Christmassy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because Russell T. Davis gave us one on a Titanic. Yeah. A, a flying Titanic with Kylie Minogue. Uh, there was another one which had a giant big fire scorpion animal thing at the end of it i can't remember oh yeah yeah but that's well, that's weird for a christmas a one in of rackness or something yeah something like that um i but offer you also have the famous like killer christmas trees the spinny christmas trees that were just like super spinny and tried to kill you and then the santas that shot out of their arms yeah back yeah. in the old um eccleston days but i i see i'm gonna say I have always been disappointed with the Doctor Who Christmas special. Thing is, they are because the problem is, you do, when you do a Christmas episode, you expect it to be something more. Yes, and at least and when they were Christmas themed, you felt like, well, at least I'm getting something that I don't get the rest of the series. Yeah, but at least now that they're New Year's episodes, they're not. They can like, actually they can do anything now. Yeah, the biggest New Year uh, special was uh, actually the Paul McGann film. True. Because that was all basically turn of the millennium. Yeah. Can't get much more New Year's Eve on that one. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That was the first Doctor Who I'd seen all the way through. Because oh, I thought I'd give it a go. And I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Apparently no one else did. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tobias. Hello, Here Liam. is my plan of action. Oh, your plan of action. I'm going to go for a wee. Oh, and okay. then when I come back, I think 
We should do something exclusive. Oh, righty then. Feel free to tell them why it's exclusive while I'm not here. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this and you have not paid to be a member of our exclusive patron, then you won't be hearing the next segment. I mean, I, I think there's some, like, elevated music or something that happens. I don't know. Uh, but if you do pay, then you'll get to find out what happens with the badger. And, you know, if you do pay, you'll you'll know all about the badger. Uh, but, yes, we have a patron. It's £1.20, first level. Goes up to £10 uh, for top level. And there's, like, a, there's a middle level as well, which you might want to try out. Uh, if you do become a patron, you get exclusive entry to our Discord, where the community chats. There's been a lot of news recently. Um, if you if you like your Disney, Disney, they've dropped a load of information on new Star Wars and new Marvel. We discussed that in the group. Um, there are other exclusive content as well. Uh, we do a little watch along. Yes, we started doing them. So we watch a film, myself and Liam. Uh, and we do sort of like a director's commentary. Uh, but you can only listen to that if you're a paid-up member of the Manic Patron. Um, uh, Liam's taking his time. So uh, I'll just... I'll just uh, what, what are your plans for Christmas? Have you done all your Christmas shopping? I haven't. I haven't even started. Ah, that's not true. I've got my mum one present one present at the moment i'm going to do my christmas shopping this week i think that's exciting they're very different because i've been trying to reduce travel obviously in the days of covid you don't want to be roaming around too much do you um so yeah maybe it's, it's a bit of a weird thing we are definitely a geeky podcast uh but if you want to chip in and tell us about what do you do for christmas day do you did you used to watch Doctor Who? Let us know. Liam's back now, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> uh, so that's a nice little tidbit for me to listen to when I'm editing something, yeah. something special I haven't heard before. Yeah. Can we go straight into it, or do I need to do any 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 explaining? Um. Well, I haven't explained what we do. You want? No, you no, 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 do, no. You need to do a count. Oh, that's fine. I just meant do we need to explain why we're doing it? That's fine. Uh, well, did I? And, Ladies they, know and gentlemen, they know that we have a patron, right? We have a patron, and basically they know that if they haven't paid, they now yeah. don't find out about the Badger. Oh, wow. He, he's, getting, he's getting on it. So if you haven't paid, you're basically going to hear a countdown, and then us sounding all happy and excited that we've just done a segment that you don't know about. <laughs> so that's going to happen in three, two, one. Wasn't that good? Oh, you know what? I'm falling in love with that badger a little bit more every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope one day it doesn't turn out to be evil. Oh, oh, that would be a twist oh, that we oh, haven't oh, seen. Oh, that would be a twist. <laughs> oh, so, so anyway, back to uh, Christmas specials, eh? Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Uh, whilst looking at the lists. The oh, list I'm back. He's gone again. We've just come back to uh, the public domain and Liam's gone. So... Here we are. Watched some Star Trek today. Star Trek doesn't have Christmas episodes. A bit disappointing. They should do a Christmas episode. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what you could do. Maybe Santa's an alien. 
Nah, that's definitely that's more Doctor Who stuff, isn't it? I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm just going to look at my phone. There you go. I'm back. I'm out of space. I did talk for a little while. I got bored, so I stopped. Oh, that's fair. So, it's Christmas time. Yeah, right. We're going to watch some TV. Looking for more geeky Christmas-related things. Yeah. I will note that one of my favourite shows doesn't have Christmas, and that's that's a bit of a shame. Nothing Christmassy in the land of Star Trek. Um, but Is there no Christmas at all? Not really. Uh, they tend to skip over Christmas. Hmm. Um, but... One thing, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Star Wars did have a holiday special once. Ah, they did indeed. Uh, where it had all of your main cast. It had Harrison Ford as Han Solo and Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. And we got Chewie and all of Chewbacca's family for a lovely, embarrassing thing they don't hardly ever talk about now. It's really bad quality. Star Wars Christmas special. But it's actually sort of relevant. To something else that's happening. Because in a couple of years, we're going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Written and directed by James Gunn. Just recently announced from Disney. I wonder what that will look like. Uh, it's only going to be a one-off. It's going to be... A, I should imagine if they do a complete, it'll be Groot's family. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder what how that will look. What kind of format is that going to take? What do you mean? Format? Well, like... Well, like the um the Star Wars one was yeah. very kind of always tongue in cheek in a way because of yeah, the way but... it was. So like, is this going to be like that, or is this going to be like an actual like fully scripted film? It's going to be scripted because apparently there's a story in the comics that James Gunn harassed Kevin Feige about making. Right. Okay. But it was never going to be big enough for a film. So it's going to be the holiday special. The holiday okay. special. I'm more yeah. up for that. But you know what? Right. I'm not really looking forward to, for, for the same reasons, the Walking Dead Christmas special we get. It's not really a real episode, is it? No, it's basically a, a chat show, really, isn't it? It's a chat show, so... It... And that's what I was worried they were actually going to do. It was going to be all, all of the, the Guardians like in costume, and maybe with like an animated version of like Groot just chatting. Oh, no, no, it's an, it's an episode. That's good, that's good. I'm but glad. I think it will edge more into the, the comedy, I should probably think. Yeah, where I don't think anyone's going to die. You know, I don't think. Well, that, I can imagine know. that's where they they actually end up killing a lot of people off. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's actually where we find out because I think when it comes out, I think it's going to come out like Christmas, two thousand twenty-two, which mm. means we will have had Thor: Love and Thunder, which means we will have seen the Guardians in that film, which means Thor won't be have to be in the Christmas special because he's already dealt with. Mm. But would it be with? We actually find out in the Christmas special that Gamora dies. <laughs> they, and, and so you kind of, we get to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and we're like, are you looking for Gamora? No, she did. <laughs> nice. I like it. This is actually where the true love story between uh, Quill and Drax comes shining through. <laughs> Drax would be a tender lover. Well, Drax's full name is Drax the Destroyer and that's his name <laughs> in the sheets. So... <laughs> 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 I, I, I like to think that Drax wouldn't understand the logic behind it. He yeah. I actually reckon he wouldn't be. I reckon he'd be very like in Lamb Bam, thank you, ma'am. This is purely for procreation. I'm out. I tell you what, if you did actually release an MCU film at Christmas, 
Mm. The best character you could do it with was Spy- would be Spider-Man. That's cool. I think Christmas would fit in quite well with Peter Parker's kind of mentality, uh, really. Yeah, but I could also see... I know it's not an option at the moment. I could also see the Tony Stark handling Christmas. Yeah, but that would be more likely to be him drinking alone because he's annoyed Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the Christmas that we can all link to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you say, you say that. If you're looking at the, the kind of the formatting of WandaVision, they could easily do Christmas in there with that yeah. kind of look. It's a shame it's starting in January, really, isn't it? They could have literally started off with a Christmas episode. That's true. Yeah. That's true. January, that's not long. Yeah, it's true. It's close. I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Um, yes. Right, looking at some... Right, so we're kind of going through all the shows that we really like. So we looked at Doctor Who. Now, obviously, you don't watch it, but I watch Supernatural. They I don't saw that do, there was a special. They don't, they don't do a yearly one. They do, they've done a single one. Yeah, you know, and it's not much to talk about really, but they they did a single one. Um, but that's the problem. That's just uh, some of the really big ones. They don't do big, notable, memorable ones. I can remember. I can't remember if Buffy has one. Buffy does have one because I read about it. I didn't remember. It's called an. It's an episode called Amends. It's in season three, and it's actually when Angel's come back from hell. Oh yeah, I and see. he's being tormented, and he's having hallucinations, and Buffy gets drawn into it. Mm. That makes sense. Uh, apparently there's a Christmas episode of Lost. There is. It's called The Constant, and it is during the time in season four, spoilers, where Desmond is on a plane and basically he keeps jumping between like nineteen sixties and and like current day. So you're seeing him current and in the past, it's jumps between the two and he's the constant between it all. Um yeah, again, it doesn't feel like a proper Christmas special. It's just a sense that there is Christmas in the current day version. Yeah. Um, but one thing I, I was going to mention was a series that has never done a Christmas episode before, but has done a single one off. And I know you've seen it. Black Mirror did. Yes. A special it's got John Hammond. Is, and actually, it's very good. It is. And I, if it's the episode I'm thinking, because I think John Hammond's only been in the one episode. Yeah. It's really quite dramatic, uh, traumatic at the end. Oh, it is. It's really clever. Really yeah. Clever. Um, it's where you get blocked out of people's vision and light. Yeah, the whole thing is basically a um a replay of a crime that's gone down, and they're they're asking him like what what they, what he remembers of it, but they're using his memories, and then at the end of it they prove him guilty, don't they? Spoilers. And <laughs> literally, the whole point is he gets like a a mental block on which yeah. doesn't it's not like he can't write a script um he gets a mental block on to the point of he can't see people but they also can't see him yes you uh, see like a shape where someone is yeah you can't interact like, with it's them it's like you get the blank facebook avatar but yeah they're being muted yeah. there you know because it, they call it muted yeah you, yeah you've been muted you've been blocked which means that you can't it's because they realize that there are some crimes it's not worth imprisoning people for mm. Um, so they 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 go. Are you are you a danger to people? No, because your crime was passion related. So you're you're a danger to a certain person who you're no longer a threat to. But you we also shouldn't have the the pleasure of intermingling with people. Well, it's that thing. Black Mirror does this thing where it basically looks at what technology is going to do to us. And if you don't like someone, you block them on Facebook. You block them from your social media, and that's essentially what's happening. You know, if someone's it's getting blocked so yeah yeah i mean i, I it's one that 
I always remember, and I watched that one live, and that was that was really good actually. Um, I also wrote down Community because they they do Christmas every year. There's a special episode where the whole thing is in in the mind of the character Arbed, and it's like animated. But the one you I remember, gonna be weird if it's Arbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one because have you seen it? Uh, I have seen every episode of Community. Now it's yeah. the one where basically they put on a pageant and they all get forced to join the Glee Club, and it's a musical episode. And Annie, you know, you know Annie, you love Annie. Oh, that's a great big fan. She does a song called Sexy Christmas where she wears a sexy uh, Mrs. Santa outfit and she's singing oh, to I the, remember. the main character about is this sexy because I'm 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 in the in the sexy clothes and it, I just remember that episode. I mean, I love Community and I think they do. You they don't do actually, you know, we said it before where most seasons do a single episode per season where it's a bit weird and out there. Yeah. Community did it every episode. Yeah, pretty much. The the best, I'm not going to say the best episode. The episode that sticks in my mind is when they literally have all the variations from a dice roll. Yeah. that That's a good episode. That's a good episode. The ones that stick in my mind, uh, there's that one. There's also the paintball episodes that they do pretty much every season. Oh, Sarah equivalent yeah. of the Halloween heist from um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Oh, they do Christmas episodes as well, actually, but I can't remember any of them. I've not seen enough. Um, but no, so yeah, that was the one I was thinking of community. And the only other one I've actually noted down on my list, it's not, and I will say it technically doesn't fit this list because it's not a single episode of a running series. It is a series that is for, was made for Christmas. Okay. And it's the TV adaption of Terry Pratchett's The Hogfather. Okay. Because I don't think you've seen any of the Terry Pratchett TV adaptions, have you? I've seen Gorman Gast. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I've seen something else that I can't remember, but I wasn't a fan of Gormengast. Gormengast is, I think, the worst one. The okay. one you might have seen is Going Postal because it has uh, Richard Coyle in it. I have not seen it, but I'm aware of it. You should. It's so good. Okay. It's very, very good. It's actually probably the best one. Um, I can tell you that uh, my... I remember Gormengast. How, how do I say this? My first ex-girlfriend? My first girlfriend. My first adult girlfriend. Yeah. We were together eight years. Uh, and she was a massive Terry Pratchett fan, oh. and Terry Pratchett went to her university and did a talk, so she met him. Oh, okay. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. But no, the Hogfather is basically, in their world, their version of Santa, which is the Hogfather, has disappeared. And it's all about death. It's trying to find this character. Okay. And it's it it's... Odd, it's abstract, and I genuinely don't remember a lot about it. But I remember <laughs> it being really good. Um, yeah, it's a re- it's a really good episode. Um, I think it's like a three part series. They generally that's generally what they do. But um, no, going poster was also very good, but it's not Christmas related. But this one is solely Christmas. Okay. The, the idea is people won't get presents because the Hogfather's like disappeared or been kidnapped, and yeah, it's it's interesting because you've got this the, the hooded figure of death who's trying to fill in and f- considers filling in for death and has to find him. Very good, worth a look at. All oh, right, cool. Now, to Bahia, yes. Yeah, you, 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 you have an option. We have two yeah. segments left this episode. Non-Christmassy. What? Uh, we should do the non-Christmassy one first. Cool. <laughs> I was basically answering what you were going to ask there. I asked it. It confused me more than I can say. <laughs> My only reason I was going to ask is because I know that the non-Christmas one is our favourite segment. I know, but maybe not this week. <laughs> That's fair. And I'm also aware the other segment might be massively underwhelming. Oh, yeah, but we have established normally the ends of our episodes are. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, 
Keep the tradition. Okay. Right, cool. So that means that we are now having Casting Couch. Not Christmas edition. Yeah. But actually, a little bit Christmassy, as in normally, normally we cast one character. Because that's easy. Yeah, but today, because it's a Christmas special, we are casting two. We are casting two characters from Lord of the Rings, and they are Merry and Pippin. Yes. Mary was previously played by Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boyd played Pippin. Yeah. So that's what we're looking at. Uh so not right. That means there's going to be two polls. Normally our polls have four options, but we're not doing that, are we? Okay. You, I'm now looking at Liam going, how many options did you bring, Liam? Because it's more of I can't remember what we agreed to do. So you tell me what you, you finish your sentence to the public, and then I'll I'll, I'll decide if I've done it, done it right or wrong. Okay. <laughs> we are put. We have should have because Liam did just say. Now you might want to disagree with us, but we find they could be interchangeable actors for these. Considering parts. that the characters are only first cousins, they look very identical. I disagree with that statement. I don't think Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan look... Oh, no, 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 not the actors, but actually oh. the characters are oh, right. visually very similar. Okay. The the characters, uh, they are paired through most of the, the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, they do separate at one point, but mostly they're a pair. To the point of, I sometimes have to remember, remind myself which one's which. Mm. Uh, so we are each bringing an option... Definitely for each character, but then a third option for swing. And I, Liam does not seem to remember this. <laughs> we have discussions and then Liam blinks. And <laughs> That's basically what I've done. Cool. Basically. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. At some point, I'm going to put two polls up. Who knows what's going to be in them? <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, that's fine. Cool. Right. So, shall we start with Mary? Or the, shall we start with Pippin? I feel like we should start with Pippin because it would be weird to cast Deck first. You're, you've not brought Ant and Deck. No, no, I haven't. But I'm saying, you say Ant and Deck like you say Pippin and Merry. So I feel like it would be weird to cast Merry first. But you don't say Pippin and Merry. I say Merry and Pippin. Do you? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Merry and Pippin. I've never oh, said Pippin, Pippin and Merry. I, everywhere I've looked for casting, they always, they always list them as Pippin and Merry. It's all right. I'm happy to do... I mean, I don't mind. No, I haven't brought Alan Deck, because mine are actually... I'll say actually actors, but they did act, but you know what I mean. Well, I've got two actors and then someone else. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, I want to go first. That's fine. On Mary... uh, On Pippin. On Pippin! (laughs) I will say, me kicking off about who we go first, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because both actors are so similar that they could play either, it wouldn't matter. Well, for me, right... I've got a thing of Billy Boyd looks more normal and Dominic Monaghan looks like Dominic Monaghan. Yeah. You know, and that is how I tell the difference a lot of the time. It's like Dominic Monaghan looks a little bit weird. Mm. Billy Boyd, I could pass on the street and not know who he was. Yeah. Right. Now, we have, as always, we haven't discussed. So it's possible we could have chosen the same people. Yeah, maybe. What we found out when we tried to cast Frodo was that uh, I tried to do what they did with the original films and choose people who are basically short. And Liam did not. No. So who knows what this... Uh, Liam may have now brought a seven-foot actor. I don't know. <laughs> no. 
No, but cool? I will. No, but what I will say is, while I was looking through like other people's what they were thinking of like casting, yeah. recasting, I didn't actually look much at Pippin and Mary actually. They were as so I was looking at other people's ideas for like Frodo and stuff. See who they were casting, and I think people saying that they'd like to cast Tom Hiddleston as Frodo is so wrong. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. He's no, too, will... too visually thin in the face for it. I will remind you that you've gone for and the public chose Asa Butterfield. Oh. <laughs> is that who you brought? Yeah, you brought him and uh, people chose him for Frodo. Well, Even though I brought Tom Holland for Frodo and people didn't pick it. <laughs> I've got another one. It's fine. It's all right. I'm gonna. Uh, luckily, I'm gonna put my option for Pippin first. Cool, so I just need to Google the surname of this actor. Um, and no, I don't. I, I don't actually, know. I reached. I reached out. I asked someone, "Who would you cast as Mary and Pippin?" And they said, "What about this person?" And I went, "You know what? Better than what I've got." Um, so I'm going to my first option mm-hmm. for, Pip, for Pippin, Ian DeCase Decker. Oh, oh. who is Fitz from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't want to do this anymore. Mine are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, my, my third option, he says with inverted commas, were two people. So, um, <laughs> can I just say, are all, all your hobbits just Asa Butterfly? <laughs> He's literally no, no, they're not. But I literally went, you know what? I don't know which one's which out of Pippin and Mary because they look the same in character. They look so similar in character. I went for actors that looked the same. That's how I've done this. Um, But it's fine. Uh, That's fine. So who's your Pippin? Um, Alex Lawther. I don't know who he is. Have you seen the series End of the F in World? Yes, I have. And that's because he looks like Asa Butterfield. (laughs) So so my my, my Mary would have been Asa Butterfield. (laughs) But now it's Alex Lawther and my second option, which I'm giving you now, is now Freddie Highmore because he's the other person who looks a bit weedy like Alex Lawther. You mean Freddie Highmore, who you put up for Frodo? Yeah, but he didn't get it, so it's fine. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Alex... Hang on, I'm literally just looking at the person. Lawther uh, is your your Pippin. Yeah, it's all good. Right, and Freddie Highmore is your Merry. Which I actually don't hate. I will say I don't hate, but he wasn't one of my initial choices. Uh, that's true. But okay. I like I like your Ian. What's his face? Ian Decay Decker. I've actually thought of someone better, but yeah, that's cool. Okay. Uh, well, we are allowed other options. That is true. You're going to have a swing option. You've got a swing option. Right. So, uh, but decide. Right. What I'm going to say is, I we're now going to choose. Well, you've already given your Mary, which uh-huh. is Freddie Highmore. I will give you my uh, Mary. Mm-hmm. He's a bit older. Cool. Uh, but if you don't know the name, you will know him from a series. Nathan McMullen. Who? He came in the last season, possibly last two seasons, of Misfits. I cannot think what his character's name is, but he's very small and he basically got bullied by Rudy for he two seasons. Finn. He plays Finn. Finn, that's the word. He's basically I, a real life hobbit. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, so he's my Merry. Now, what I was going to say was, so we've both put forward a, a Pippin each. Yeah. And we've both put forward a Merry each. Yeah. So what I was going to suggest was you put forward now your swing option. 
Okay. I'll put forward my swing option, but between us, we'll decide one of them to go to the berries and one of them to go to the pippins. Okay, that's fine. I've got a swing option. Okay, give me your swing option. Jack Quaid. I've heard of it. Can't tell He's you. He's the it. lead character in The Boys. I've not seen it yet. Okay. And that, I will say, what I'd initially done was I thought we were then giving a swing option of like two people, so two backup actors. So I basically had four people. And just because they look the same, I was like, I joked earlier, but, the, but that. Jack Quaid is six foot one. Cool. I, 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 was, I wasn't like, because we don't swear on this podcast. I was actually, <laughs> I, I was, like, it's all gone, all right? I was actually, you know what? I'm just going to bleep it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Twice, apparently. Look, I've not been well. <laughs> I'm barely, I barely alive. I'm considering going to get a cider, to be honest. <laughs> no, I'm getting a drink. I just need it. I just need the release. He's gone again. And we're mid-tech, but haven't even said my last option yet. It's tricky times. It's tricky times. He's back. That's not a cider. That's a donut. I've got a cider as well. <laughs> you don't go out for a cider come back with a donut that's not how life works <laughs> you're not shopping the right way my friend i i can tell you no matter the breakdown you're having you are absolutely going to hate the the swing option that i've got i can tell you that after some of the classes i've read today for these roles i think could be fine i don't know i don't like it but i'm going on facts right facts, right because when martin freeman was cast as Bilbo. Yeah. Someone else auditioned for Bilbo. Went for auditions, got fitted for the feet and everything. Right. But it's not someone you class as an actor, even though they do act and they write. But Josh Widdicombe is not known for his acting ability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But he looks like a hobbit. <laughs> and I certainly wasn't going to cast him as I don't want him as a lead hobbit, but as one of the throwaway hobbits that you forget about, yeah. I'm putting him in as a swing because I don't care which one because I don't really want him to get picked. And I actually don't expect any of our foreign listeners to know who Josh Whittacombe is. Exactly. <laughs> so it could have been worse. I could have put forward James Acaster. At least Josh Whittacombe was up for a role. He genuinely went for it. Oh, if Josh Whittacombe wins one, can we, can we put... Um... Uh, what's his name? John Thingy. Up for the other one. John who? Uh, he's, he's, he's one of the team captains on... Mock the Week. No, not Mock the Week. Okay. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 cats. John. Oh, oh, John Richardson. Yeah, he's small. Uh, yeah. He's but, but no. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but no. So we need to decide between Jack Quaid, who's six foot one, Mm-hmm. And just you drinking your cider. <laughs> this is actually honestly, I think I've crumbled. I think I've done. I think I've broken. This That's is he, he, didn't, he didn't know it, but this is the last episode. Bye. <laughs> yeah, he's actually got a leg of duck with him. <laughs> yeah, it's end times. Uh, right. So one of Jack Quaid and Josh Whittacombe. I actually so really like Jack Quaid. I'm, uh, you know, need to go to Mary, and one needs to go to Pippin. Uh, I personally, not knowing them, would say uh, Jack Quaid from Pippin. Who did Dominic Monaghan play? Mary. I would say he should go for the gawky looking one, which is the one that Dominic Monaghan played. Mary. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I think the more like emotional stuff actually comes from Pippin. Okay. So it has to be out of Axe, I'd say. So you you're 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 saying then is that you want to put Josh Widdicombe to Pippin, the one who has to act? Oh no no sorry I completely misunderstood. <laughs> it's going well, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we've got another segment here. Yeah. Oh no, this is the main. That's fine. This is the segment. Laugh. <laughs> right. Okay. So what's going to happen? I believe I'm going to look at Liam as I say it. Why? Why One poll will have the option for Pippins. Yeah. Which is going to be in the case that's, decker. That's Pippin poll. Yeah, Pippin poll. Uh, Alex, no, yeah, Alex Lauther, 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 and Jack Quaid. Yes, and one's going to have all the options for the Merrys, mm-hmm. which is going to be Freddie Highmore. Yep, who's now this is the second poll he's been put in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Freddie Highmore. Yeah, um, I've already forgotten who, who my option was Nathan McMullen and. Josh Widdicombe. Mm. Um, I'm so glad that after this there's only one more Hobbit to deal with. <laughs> I do not enjoy casting Hobbits. I have just decided this. Uh, yeah. So there are going to be two polls that come out once this episode's up. Um, and I think we're going to get over the trauma of this particular segment by saying that's it for Casting Couch. Yeah, so um, the thing is, I am actually going to mention one thing more related to the casting. Uh, only, be- only because... When I went through a lot of other people's castings, I disagreed with most of them, especially the one that said for per- Perry and Mippin. <laughs> Mary and Pippin. <laughs> Honestly, I'm losing it. Um, I'll have a little, little sip. It'll be fine. A little sip. Um, one of them that said Mary and Pippin should both be played by George Clooney. <laughs> and I was like, no, but okay, go on then. <laughs> you know what? If You, you know in um, The Social Network... Army Hammer plays the twins. He I've plays both. Of them. I've never seen it. Oh. Okay, so Josh Peck plays the physical version of one, but it's Army Hammer's face put over him. Right. So, uh, so Army Hammer is both of them. That both. feels really harsh to Josh Peck. Yeah. Um, but it's Army Hammer for both. You could do something similar and you could decide, right, I'm going to make the artistic decision to make Mary, Mary and Pippin brothers. They're, they're going to look alike. Therefore, we don't have to cast someone else to be a Hobbit. We can just cast the same person. Yeah, I mean, I will say some of these lists were so wrong. Like, they were like James Dean. They, they were throwing really weird people into these roles. And I think yeah. some of them were just to make people annoyed. Yeah. Um, well, as you know by now, I, I like to take my casting decisions seriously normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's, I will say there's, there's one category I can never cast, which is why if we ever do do, do do do, do do do, Harry Potter casting, we won't ever cast the children. I am terrible at casting children. I just don't know. Cast as children. No, but the faculty. The problem is people don't care as much about the faculty. I do, because I don't like the children. I I feel like we can't do a casting Harry Potter without casting Harry Potter, though. That's the problem. No, no, no. Let's let's be honest. How did they find Daniel Radcliffe? They did an open audition. They didn't look at other actors. They asked for children off the street. (laughs) <laughs> and still, somehow, this is what we ended up with. Yeah. I thing is that the the fun we could have casting Snape and Dumbledore. Yeah, I, do, I do agree. Yeah, I do. I, I'm happy not casting Ron and Hermione and Neville. 
Neville. Yeah. Fenton? Oh, that's Tom Fenton, obviously. But Fenton? I mean, you can't say Fenton and not. <laughs> I mean, you, no, but you can explain the joke you're about to make. But I did. I did make it because I was like, I was going down the cast list and obviously I meant Malfoy. But my head went, Tom Fen- Tom Felton and Felton. <laughs> Sometimes I hate myself. It's fine. But <laughs> So it's Christmas, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, mate. And you've always been outside. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you've changed. You said you'd stop. Uh, <laughs> I could stop any time I want. Stop beating me. It's Christmas. That's what makes it Christmas. Um, so anyway, because it's Christmas and because we've just been so loving towards each other, <laughs> something that some workplaces do at Christmas yeah. is they like to exchange gifts, but they don't want to be honest and just buy everyone a gift because, you know, no one's got that much money. Yeah. So instead, they put each other's names into a hat secretly. So, me and Tobias did that, and after <laughs> retouring five times because we kept getting ourselves, yeah. we finally withdrew the other person, which means it's not a very secret at all, because we know who's got it. We're doing the Manic Secret Santa. We totally should have picked up for ourselves, because quite frankly, we know what we want. That's <laughs> like when you buy yourself a birthday present. Yeah. Well, you buy yourself Christmas presents oh, all, all the, the time. time. Normally, right, every, every year, it gets close to Christmas. And Liam buys himself stuff. And it's like, you do know that you're making it harder for anyone else to buy you stuff, right? This year, <laughs> this year I've, I've, I've done the ultimate work version. I've bought myself a Nintendo Switch. But the thing is, I've just had to use the phrase on the label, for the family. <laughs> yeah, but also, you're not allowed it yet. No, I will say it's been upstairs for two months now. And hell, absolute hell. Because I'm like, that's just a console sitting up there. I can't yeah. touch or use. Can't even look at it because if I look at it, I will open it. Yeah. And then when I rang my mum and spoke to her about this, and I was like, "Oh, I've, I've bought. We've bought this for the family, and it is for the family because actually the games we bought is are uh, the not all kind of games I play. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say that Animal Crossing isn't for me, but it's definitely for me. <laughs> um, and I said to mum, I bought it. Uh, it's going to be going to be absolute hell to not play it. I said, now I know how you feel, mum, when you bought me the Nintendo sixty four for my like tenth birthday." Or oh, for Christmas, whatever that year. She went, "Oh no, I opened that weeks before I gave it to you." She's like, she's like, "No, Liam, I opened that and played it in the evenings when you were in bed, and then then closed it and wrapped it like Christmas Eve for you." And I was like, "Why are you telling me this now?" <laughs> that wasn't even new, but to you, you know what? it's like when you find out that the hamster you've had for ten years has actually been twelve different hamsters. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I was, I went to my mum for reassurance on this thing that I really wanted to play with, but I was like, I can't, and to be a good parent, and she's like, "Nah, everything you learn is a lie." So anyway, love and good tidings, Tobias. I have come up with a secret Santa for you. You've come up with a secret Santa for me. And our only rule is it's like the ultimate secret Santa. So there's no upward money cap. The only rule is it has to be tangible. It has to be something that's actually within reason doable. We will probably stretch some of those rulings. Yeah. So Tobias, because I'm a narcissist, what did you get me? Right. Well, I've got two stages to this. (laughs) Two stages. Yeah, uh, because the thing that came to mind first was actually quite money allowing, and we are obviously have no cap. You want, yeah. Um, was actually kind of a sensible present to buy you, I think. Okay. But then I wanted to make it a little bit more extreme and make it less sensible. So you just added bells to whatever it is. Well, no, I kind of went. This this is an either or. I'm going to give you a choice. Oh, okay. Right. He's adding another level of stress to Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, because. Yeah. You've already heard how stressful this Christmas episode's been, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the first the first option that I was going to give you, because I thought this would be something that you perhaps would like. Okay, cool. 
Um, and yeah, I, I don't see why you wouldn't like it. Okay. It's if I gave you a season pass to every musical in the West End. Oh, oh. Okay, yeah. my question to this is yeah. this season pass to every musical in the West End. I'm assuming it would be like like the 1st of January to the literally the full, a full year. So it would be in a year, uh, but you could see every show once. That's fine. My, my, my follow-up question would be, does it only cover musicals that are currently open within the time of giving me the gift or buying it? Or would it be anything that opens up on West End as long as it's within that one year? So something bigger. So for example, um, if Beetlejuice the musical from Broadway came across and opened up on West End in this year, would I be able to see that once? Yes. Okay. Right, okay. It's whatever is at the West End in the year. Okay, cool. Or would you like to trade that okay. for a lead role in The Producers? Oh. <laughs> First of all, I'm trying to think is the producers running at the moment because um, be the... if you said yes to that. Oh, okay, cool. Because <laughs> if I were, if like I'll take it, you're like, well, it's not running, Liam. So you've got nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. As in, if you chose that, mm. it would become oh, a West End. Show I would 100 percent take the the role in the producers. You, you know why I thought that you might not. Why? Because let's be honest, you like being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> But I, but I also did do the the one show every day for a month and a half, Panto thing, and I did I've done the ones with you. No, no, for something like that, happily. Yeah, that's what I thought because it's like, all right, yeah. cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then I, I, you know, I, I'd be around there and I could go see other shows anyway. Yeah, but you'd have to pay for them. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. I might get invited in on merit because my performance <laughs> would be stellar. <laughs> he okay. says he takes a swig, a swig of cider. Um, <laughs> It really is like Christmas. It's been stressful, and by the end, I'm drinking. <laughs> right, so Tobias. Yes. Your secret Santa present. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, we've already mentioned that Christmas Day, you leave your house and you go to your mum's, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, basically, you spend it with your family. Yes, I do. Okay. During that, I'm going to be all sneaky-like. I'm going get, to get your keys. I'm going to access your house. So, okay? So when you come home from your parents, yeah. whenever that is, you're going to walk into your living room. And either in the living room or another room, because it's not small, it's going to be a life-size replica of the TARDIS Ooh. against the wall. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I will have had to. You're not going to enjoy this bit. Oh. I'm going to have to remove some of your DVDs, to, like move them up. You will have to reorganise your DVDs. But I will. It has to be against the back wall, Tobias, because okay. what I've also done is I've also bought your neighbour's house, <laughs> and um, I've knocked it through. I've evicted them. And okay. I've converted your neighbour's house into a to-scale replica of the inside of David Tennant's TARDIS. I mean, I, I, I have two things. I gave them the option to stay, but they weren't, they weren't on it because they saw that season and they remember that a lot of the shots were through the grated flooring and they just didn't think that would be comfortable to sleep on. Well, that's awesome, but I would say I don't like the idea of moving my DVDs. You could just take rip out my cooker in the I'm, kitchen. We get... <laughs> or, or I, you know what? Because it's the kind of thing that would involve planning permission. So yeah. um, I would, I would probably do it in the kitchen then. Because yeah. let's be real, you, you only need the mic. Yeah, I do. I, you know what? As a bonus add-on to your present, because I've ripped your, your oven out, I'll buy you one of those little mini convector like hobs. So it's just a single hob that you can plug into the wall. So you can still use a saucepan if you want to like do something or a frying pan. Because nice. you, you fry your food up. 
that's cool. So, so you've got a life-size TARDIS and no oven. <laughs> that's cool. Works for me. Not <laughs> <laughs> well, the oven that's sitting outside. By the way, I'm only paying for the stuff that's going on inside the house. So, like, the oven is just sitting outside your house now. <laughs> as well as all of the wall that's been knocked through. Plus, when I evicted your neighbours, I didn't give them time to move. I was like, <laughs> here's some money, you need to leave. And then all their stuff is just piled outside as well. So you will have to remove that at your own time. Maybe oh, speak to the landlord. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Oh, but you do not have a TARDIS and the inside of a TARDIS. I don't need anything else. <laughs> cool. I've been really thoughtful as well. The middle moves and everything. <laughs> the middle. <laughs> the middle moves. Cool. I don't really know what, what's the middle. The console? Yeah, I'd call it a console. Yeah, so that is your Secret Santa gift. Thank you. You Thank are you. welcome. Yeah. The choices involved, except for by ha- getting a secret Santa, your neighbours are homeless at Christmas. And I think that's really what the meaning of Christmas is all about. Well, thing is, I'm going to combine my TARDIS with what you got me in the last secret Santa that we did. You a can't Bat- remember, can you? Yeah, a whole bat suit. I'm going to be wearing my Batman suit in the TARDIS. <laughs> that's funny, because I'm going to turn up wearing what Donna wears when she first turns up. So I'm going to be in a wedding dress. Oh. Well, we've already got photo evidence of that (laughs) (laughs) they've got busy and started working out his fantasies and it's him in a wedding dress (laughs) who's my groom tobias well at one point it was dave i'm just no that's not the one i'm talking about i know it's not the one i look at daily before i go to bed (laughs) it's on the bedside by amanda so you look over but as you kiss amanda good night it's a picture of me you're looking at a little stand, and what I do is I have to climb over man to get into bed, and I just kind of prop it on her head. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> yeah. So we're pretty much coming towards the end of our Christmas episode. Are there any more Christmas specials you want to mention? Um, that's a tough one, isn't it? No. <laughs> okay, so as we said earlier, if you want to vote on the polls for the casting segment, they will be available on our Twitter just after this episode goes live. And our Twitter is at the manic with two N's. Very, very important. And there is also a link to our link tree in the description of this episode, which has within it a link to all of our important socials. So you can get to our Tumblr, our Twitter, our Instagram, our Patreon. Because Patreon is the top tier level of where you can basically find out all the latest news about us. And then it's Twitter. Tobias, I think it's time to say goodbye. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. And as I take one final big sip of this cider, I say to you, have a lovely Christmas. Hug your family. Embrace them tightly. Stay safe. And most importantly, stay manic. (laughs) 